Well, hey y'all and happy new year and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown, and I am so grateful that you are here today. Now, let me ask you a very serious question. I am starting off this question by already under the assumption that you love this place because if you don't, we need to have a talk. But what do you order at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I would love to know. You can send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown and we can talk about all things Chick-fil-A. But oh, today we're talking with the daughter of Chick-fil-A's founder, Trudy Kathy. And this conversation was such a joy. It was so inspiring as we talk about her new book, A Legacy That Lasts. A Legacy That Lasts is her fourth book. And this book is all about that. Building a legacy that lasts past your lifetime. How to invest in family, what's important, their family core values. How are you investing your time? This conversation is a great way to start off the year. Instead of just talking about goals and how much weight we want to lose, what about the legacy of our families and friends and how we impact people? Woo-wee! It was very awesome and I'm so grateful. So I pray that this conversation just meets you right where you're at. And also my favorite thing at Chick-fil-A is a grilled nugget meal with a kale salad. Just so you know, you should try it sometime. It's pretty good. (laughs) But anyways, let's dive right in. Miss Trudy, happy new year. Thanks for joining us. Oh, what a joy to be with you today, Georgia. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I am so excited to start off this new year with you, sister, because I got to tell you, Chick-fil-A means so much to me. Yes, of course. I love the nuggets, just like everybody else in their entire family. But man, oh man, when I moved to Tennessee and then a couple years later, my brother joined me. He works for Chick-fil-A for these past two years. And so my little heart has just grown so much now that I've seen kind of the ins and outs. And he absolutely just loves working there. It's a joy. Like, it's just great. So thank you so much for your impact you've made, even on my family. Sure, of course. We're glad you get to eat with us and and that your brother can, can work with us as well. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I'm just, I got to brag on him a second. I'm so proud of him. He has started a little Chick-fil-A Bible study and they meet at our house. And so whenever the little chickens come over, I just, I, that's what I call them. The little chickens are coming over for Bible study. So it's just so sweet. And I'm so excited because this is what it's all about. You are all about legacy. It's all about family and value. And the importance of all this is in your new book. It's your fourth book and it's called A Legacy That Lasts. And so what inspired you to write this? Yeah, well, let's go back a little bit. Um, Georgia, my mom and dad passed away a few years ago. My dad passed away in 2014 at the age of 93. Mm. And 10 months later, my mom passed away at the age of 92 in 2015. And so losing both of my parents was was quite devastating, of course, but they had Mm. been married for almost 66 years and lived in the same house for 57 of those years. So when you live in a house for that long, you collect a lot of things, right? And Mm -hmm. being the only daughter in the family, I was had the responsibility to go through that house and clean through their things. And there were days that I cried really hard. There were other days that I kind of chuckled because I thought, why does mother and daddy have this still in their house? (laughs) But at the end of the day, after getting it all sorted through, What I realized that my parents left me of tremendous value was their legacy. And it was then that I realized the legacy that we leave is actually the life we're living right now. 
And that's what that word legacy meant so much to me. I thought everyday decisions that I'm making are impacting other people's lives or impacting my own family, my own, my own children. And so it behooves me to concentrate and, and think about all the things that I'm doing every day. So I wrote this book mainly to try to help people to realize that, you know, there is an opportunity that we can be intentional about how we live our life. We just have to put a little time and thought through it. And so this Mm -hmm. book is actually uh, almost like a guide. It helps you really identify what are your values and then teaches you how do you preserve those and then hopefully allows you to be able to transfer those values to the next generation, which is what I'm very passionate about. Mm. That is so beautiful. And and truly, every moment matters. We are really writing the story that we want to tell our children and our grandchildren and, and the story that your parents have truly been a part of writing for you. It's just really beautiful. And even in the midst of loss, isn't that just the most beautiful thing that the Lord shows us the beauty from the ashes of look, like keep going, like you're carrying the torch, you're carrying the baton. Yeah, you're right. I, I kind of feel like, you know, the Lord, the, the, well, the Bible tells us that God never wastes um, experiences that he's given us. He will use it all for our good and for, for his glory, even in the loss of, of parents, in the loss of health, whatever loss mm. we might go through, we recognize the fact that actually God is in the middle of it. And I wrote the most during my difficult times, to be honest wow. with you the time that I lean in more to the Lord and I recognize how important my Christian faith is. Uh, I actually have a, a card sitting here on my on my um, my desk that reminds me of this. And it says, let me go to this because I just flipped to it uh, today. It says, depending on God in trouble is a spiritual skill that can only be learned in trouble. Mm. So learning to depend on the Lord is super important. So as much as I mourn the loss of my parents and it's been a grief process for us, the Lord has taught me so much to be reflective in how I'm now living my life. I think it was Paul in Ephesians that said, make the most of every opportunity. Mm. So that's what my challenge is with this book is to encourage us to recognize that the life we're living is, is actually building our legacy that we're going to one day leave. Mm. That is so good. And so let me ask you, what are some of the small things that you are just really holding on to and valuing as building this legacy for your family? Well, one of the things that we kind of are, well, several things that are really important to us. Uh, yeah. One is our Christian faith. Yes. So we're, we're clinging, clinging to that as we go through life to make decisions, whether, and we all have ups and downs in life. So it's really important for us that uh, we build our foundation based on our Christian faith. The second value that's really important to us is family, mm-hmm. uh, that I am guarding my time, that I have time with family now. John and I have been married for 45 years. Wow. We've raised four children. They're all <laughs> married. We have 16 grandchildren and number 17 on the way. So Woo-hoo! really big family. But we had a lot of, of life to live. And we are trying to be very intentional on how we do that in terms of how we invest our time with our families. That's important uh, value to us. Living a life of integrity is, is really important to recognize the fact that um, wherever we are, whoever we're with, we want to be the same person. We want to be very genuine in who we are. And we want our children and friends to be able to trust us because we're always the same no matter where we go. And the last two things that are seem small but really important to us is being um, generous with what we have. Now, I like to remind people that we all have 
the gift of time that God has given us. So we can be generous with our time. We can be generous with our talents, abilities that God's given us. We can be um, generous with resources that we have and be generous with our influence, which is where my focus right now is on this season of life. And last of all would be just gratitude. How important it is that we have a heart of gratitude for the things that God has uh, done for us, first of all, for who he is and for the things that he has done for us. Absolutely. And I love that order because that that is the order. It it really should be where your faith is the firm foundation and then it's your family. Your family is your first ministry. And then all of these things just kind of topple on top like a beautiful ice cream sundae and that gratitude is your little cherry on top. But you said that influence is really what you're pressing into in this season. So what does that look like for you as we're just kind of leaving a legacy that lasts? Yeah, well, when I'm with people, a lot of times, Georgia, I'll ask them, I'll say, tell me about some influencers in your life. Mm-hmm. Who is it that you look back on have really influenced you in, in certain ways? And most of the time, those are like grandparents, teachers, coaches, maybe someone in their church, maybe a co-worker. And then I always ask them, so, so what did they do to influence you? Mm-hmm. And without fail, most of the stories are things that people said, time that they spent with them. Oftentimes they would say, these people believed in me before I even believed in myself. They saw things in me that I could accomplish and do. And they encouraged me with their, with their words. And what I've identified is those are just little things, right? That we can do. We don't, nobody says, oh, this person bought me something special, or this person took me on a special trip. It's nothing elaborate that we do. But we have opportunity to be influencers, you know, wherever we go. And I, I'm so grateful for parents who have influenced my life, but also for friends and people who have come behind me. When I was a little girl, I used to go to camp in the summertime. And the camp director at that camp, I watched her live her life. And there were so many things about her attitude and things that she said that she had an impact on my life just by living her life uh, before me. So I would say for any of your listeners that have children, I always like to remind them that, you know, don't be discouraged if your children aren't listening to you, but be aware that they're watching you and what you do around them can influence them more than you can ever imagine. Oh, that is so good. And I love the way that you're talking about influence because that is a word that is thrown around so much these days, especially as a young person growing up in this century is people were like, oh, who's an influencer, influencer this. And, you know, a lot of people, when when you ask them that question, that it's my age, they'll probably give you an answer of someone that has the most followers on Instagram or TikTok or who has the most likes or views on a video, all of these things that are so worldly, but everything that you're saying is all about that heart to heart, person to person connection, because that's what it's about. Put the screen down and put yourself with the people. It's all about his people. And so I just am so grateful that that is what you are focusing on when it comes to influence, because it is, I think about the grandparent or I think about the parent or what my mom has just instilled in me, where even in the moment, she's even told me recently, she's like, I didn't think you were listening back then, but you were, and you start to see the fruit of it now, even when you're out of the house. And so, you know, you talk about defining family values and that is so important. And so even if you're in a season like me where you're out of the house, but a young adult, not married, or you've got young kiddos in the home, why is it so important for us 
to have family values as, you know, your core group, not to just define what those are, but on the other side, go and be that light and display them. Yeah. Well, there's several reasons why this is important. And, you know, irregardless of your season of life that you're in, uh, answering this question, what really matters to me? That's that's mm-hmm. core to being able to determine what are my values. So what matters most to me? What values determine uh, how I live my life? Uh, they, they become a guide for you. And then what values do other people see that I live out in my life? That's mm-hmm. super important too. But here are the things that are are, are helpful once you understand or have identified what your values are. One is it helps you with your priorities uh, and, and your purpose of life. It, it, it allows you to be able to say to know things, even though they're good things, and say yes to the better things uh, in life. So that's one big, huge advantage of being able to understand once you get clarity of your values, you get clarity of these priorities and, and your purpose. The second thing I would say is that I believe that it gives you a firm foundation to be able to build your life on once you've established what really matters to me, because if you don't define that for yourself, the world will define it for you mm-hmm. and will not know which way to go. And the, the Bible talks about that we're not to be uh, like those who are tossed to and fro, just like the wind blows us, but we are to be very focused on what we're doing. So understanding your values really sets a firm foundation for you as you move through life. Also, realize that when I understand what my values are in life, it really helps me through difficult times. Now we'll all go through them. If it happens to be somebody listening that hasn't gone through a difficult time, just to, you know, want you to know crisis will come at some point in life. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we face adversity, it's when these values seem to surface up and bubble up to the top that we just kind of lean into I've mentioned that our Christian faith is really an important value to me. So when adversity hits our family, um, that is the first thing I go to is God's word and go to his truth and lean into his promises that he's always with me, that nothing ever happens without uh, his uh, um, out of his control. And I learned that I can actually be grateful for difficulty when it comes my way, because I know that God is going to protect and take care of me. It might not always turn out the way I want it to, but I can have the confidence that God is in control. Our, my husband had cancer twice, and both times we walked through that season was really hard. We've had challenges with raising children, all of these things that are a, a part of life. People lose jobs. People um, have loss in terms of death or friends or family members. And these things are devastating to us, but when we understand what's valuable, important to us in life, then we're able to move through those um, adversities. So for me, it's when you define your values, you become very purpose-driven and very value-focused, and that's the way I want to live my life. It sounds very intentional, and it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I feel like the sooner we get this, the better and richer our life will be because we see that truly, like we just talked about, every moment matters, every day, every interaction with that person or that little mentee that we have, or even interaction like my brother will tell me that he has at work and praying for people in line, like he's done that. And just there's no such thing as a coincidence when you have the spirit of the living God living inside you, you see that every moment does matter. And I'm so so grateful that you're seeing that. And so when do you feel like in your life, this really kind of clicked for you? I think it mostly clicked when we were raising our children as they became young adults and they began to have children. Oh, yeah. Think about, um, you know, what are their values? I mean, we have our values as a, as a, 
father and 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 mother and husband and wife, but we wanted our children to think about what was important to them. Mm-hmm. And so once a year, we get away with our adult children. And we began many years ago talking about what's important to you, what really matters. And we want you guys to define your values. And so they pinned those, put them down on a piece of paper, uh, sorted through them. In my book, I give you some exercises that help you kind of work through this. You kind of want to narrow your values down to about four or five words. And each of our children, all four of them, along with their spouses, they identified what their values were. They wrote them down on a piece of paper and they actually even have them hanging on their walls in their homes. Mm. Uh, now, so if you go in their homes and visit them, you know, it says loud and clear, this is what's important to us. This is where we're focusing, uh, focusing our life. And our children came to us and said, well, mom and dad, what are your values? And we honestly looked at each other after being married for 40 something years. So we thought, <laughs> oh, I don't know. We've defined them yet. So we, if we were challenging our children, we realized we were going to have to figure those out for ourselves. And, and we did. We just took, you know, this whole list of things that can be really important. And we tried to narrow the list down to four or five words so that those became the things we could really focus on. But what we realized, Georgia, because we're older in age, we look back over our shoulder in our past and we thought, where do we put our most focus? Uh, in the past? Where have we put our energies and our experiences? And those are kind of where we begin to identify what were important to us. But for people like yourself who are younger, um, this next generation, if you've had the opportunity to pause and identify your values and then start living those out, boy, you have such a bigger advantage to be able to do that and make the most of every opportunity you've been given. Absolutely. No, this is just so exciting, especially as we start a new year. This is something, like you said, it really doesn't matter what season you're in. It's just about starting today because really like scripture says like today may be all that we have, right? But so if it were our last, like what would we want to share and and be able to look back and read? And so I just love that because even for someone like me, like going into dating, if you have what you stand for, obviously Mm -hmm. your faith is your number one and just building upon that, like, you have family and integrity and gratitude. That is just so incredible. And I love that your adult children were doing that. And even as you spend time with almost 17 grandbabies, what does that look like to love on them with this intentionality and legacy in mind? Well, a big part of it is spending time with them. So we try mm-hmm. to dedicate as much time as we can uh, with our, our grandchildren. I talk about this in our book that one of the things that we we do is we offer something called Camp Mipa. I'm Mimi and John's Papa. And so we call it Camp Mipa. And we invite all of our grandchildren to come in and spend a long weekend with us in the summertime all together. And we are very intentional on how we spend that time together. We do crafts. We do Bible study, we do swimming in the pool, we'll do field games out in the yard. We just do a lot of fun activities together to be able to just interact with them and to pass the values that we have on to them so that they they catch those. We don't have to teach them to them as much as they they catch them. But also even with our, our teenage grandchildren, when they turn 13, we take one weekend, we take Labor Day weekend, and we dedicate it to our teenage grandchildren, and we get them together, and we spend a wonderful weekend together talking about what's important to them. Now, when you're 13 or 14, you don't spend that kind of time thinking about those things, but we want them to at least begin thinking, what's important to you? And over the years, some of these values may change uh, for them, but at least they're creating that discipline to think about what's important to me and how do I live that out? What we don't want is we don't want the world shaping them. Uh, We want 
what God has given them and put within them, shaping them to become all that God has designed uh, them to be. So those are some of the little things. I, I share so many stories in my book about some of the things that we do just to try to be intentional with our children. The biggest thing, though, is just investing time because I think that's the biggest influence we have with others is to spend time with them together. I, I totally agree. It's all about time. And the sooner that we can get that and love on those kiddos and grandbabies, just, oh, the better we'll all be, you know? And so I love that. And you talk about in your book that teenagers are wrestling with with three big questions. And it's important to be aware of these as we go forward if there's a young one in your life. And so I was just wondering, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I think there are questions not only are children asking, but also I think we ask them from time to time as an adult. And we've all You're right. <laughs> You're so, so right. <laughs> one of it is is who am I? You know, it's that mm. question of identity. We're all in search for, you know, who are we? Of course, we go to God's word and it makes it really, really clear that um I, I think it's in the book of Isaiah that says, you know, you have been called by my name, you are mine. So God tells us we belong to him. We were created in his image. And that is one of the best ways to understand our identity is going to God's word. But, you know, some people think that your name gives you value. Mm -hmm. I mean, people could think that that was the way I view life, you know, connected with Chick-fil-A, being part of the Kathy family, and maybe that my name would give me value. Um, but honestly, it's not, it's not our name. It's not who we're related to. It's not what we've accomplished, mm -hmm. but it's who God says that we are. So understanding who we are is the first question that's super important. The second question is, why am I here? We're mm. all in search for why are we here? Uh, even at Chick-fil-A, many years ago, we stopped and we asked ourselves, why are we even in business today? Uh, it was a tough time back in the early uh, 1980s when the recession was, uh, the economy was tanking, recession was uh, tough. And we thought, I don't know if we can stay in business or not. And we said, well, why are we really here? And so I'll let the secret out to all your listeners that people think we're in the chicken business, but we're actually in <laughs> business. Yeah. And the reason we're in business is to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us and have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. Well, see, when we think about why are we here? What's our purpose? Being able to define that gives us a sense of hope and a, a sense of future and some real direction for why we're doing life. So that's why we're in business. And so every one of us in our own lives, we always come to a point where we think, why in the world am I here today? Why am I doing this? And it's so important to wrestle with that and understand uh, what the Bible has to say about why we're here. Of course, Jeremiah says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans that will prosper you, plans that will give you a hope, plan that will give you a future. So to understand our purpose in life, why are we here? And the third question is, am I accepted? Do mm -hmm. I belong here? You know, where, where do I belong? Yeah. And acceptance is a big part for all of us because we were we were created not to live on an island, but we were created to be a part of a community and to have build relationships and to get to know one another and to lift each other up when we go through uh, difficult times. And so learning to be understand where you belong and to realize that you're accepted and you don't have to be accepted by other people, but you have to realize that God accepts you just the way you are. Uh, with all of our flaws and all of our weaknesses, uh, God says, you are mine. And God says he loves us tremendously and he is extremely faithful to us. And so I cast all my, um, my, my worries and concerns on the Lord because he cares for me and will walk with me. And I know that I'm accepted by him. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And amen. Miss Trudy, you're so right. This is just so beautiful and so good because it can change in and out of season to the new mama. It's like, who am I? To the fresh out of college student, who am I? I'm an alumni now. And to just, man, it is seasonal and beautiful. And so you're right. These are questions that we should, you know, truly have rooted in God's word because that is our source of life. And that is where our identity comes from. And so I just love that so much. And so thank you for sharing all that. It's so good. And so I'm just really excited about this book. And I'm so grateful that oh, when we know we're driving through Chick-fil-A, we're going to get a good meal and we're going to get good service. But also when you get this book, you're not just going to get some amazing practical tools for your own tool belt and for your own family, but all proceeds of your book go to Impact 360 Institute Legacy Fund. This is incredible. And I want to know more. <laughs> Yeah, well, John and I started Impact 360 several years ago. We uh, started this as a program to help young people right out of high school before they go to college to get grounded in understanding uh, three things. Know, be, and live. Know your God intimately. Be all that he's created you to be and live out a a kingdom influence wherever you go. Whatever it is you're going to do, it doesn't matter what you go and do. It matters more who you are and to live that out before people. So Impact 360 is a wonderful uh, gap year program. It's a nine month program. Uh, You get college credit for it. Young people come and live on their campus where they get their training. And it's an amazing program. And we love the fact that we can pass these proceeds from this book over to help scholarship some of these young students that are coming and want to learn. They want to be cultivated as followers of Jesus so that they can fear God and give him glory. That's incredible. And so y'all make sure to go grab your copy of A Legacy That Lasts. Where can we find this book? Yeah, anywhere you can find books, you'll be able to find A Legacy uh, That Lasts. And feel free to Check out my website as well, trudycathywhite.com. You can find out all kinds of information there about me and about the books that I have. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to say, Miss Trudy, is anywhere books are sold. So <laughs> you heard it here first and go check out her website for more information. It'll be in the show notes so you can just click there and make it easy for you. But thank you so much, Miss Trudy. And I'm so grateful for the life that you and your beautiful family live all for Jesus. And it just really makes me smile. And so now every time I pass a Chick-fil-A, I'm going to smile all just the bigger and better because of knowing you and knowing your heart. So thank you. Thank you, Georgia. You're mighty kind. I appreciate your blessings on you and your ministry and your connections and influence wherever this podcast goes to. Lord God, we enter your gates with praise and thanksgiving. And I thank you for this sweet time that we had with Miss Trudy. Right now, I just pray and intercede on behalf of each and every friend that is listening to this conversation. I pray that it met them right where they're at today. And I pray it inspired them in the days moving forward as they think about the legacy that they are leaving by the way that they are living, God. I just pray for the family union right now in the name of Jesus, that marriages would be strengthened, that the parent relationship to the child would deepen and strengthen and be filled with the utmost joy and compassion as they journey together. To the single friend that is listening, I pray that they would live their life with such integrity in such a way that walks in step with you, Lord, that truly is so excited for the days to come, but is also so content with where you have them. That is steadfast, just sitting in your love. God, I pray for their future spouses, that they would be rooted and grounded in love and can lead 
lead the family well. God, I thank you for all that we learned today, and I pray that we would just think about how we are spending our time, who are we investing in, and how are we influencing others by pointing them back to you. And so, Lord, thank you for this sweet time. Bless Miss Trudy. Bless Chick-fil-A, Lord God. Bless our friends in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining me in this very first conversation of 2023. I am so excited about our year together. We have so many fun things to talk about, but I'm very grateful that this was the conversation we started the year off on. Man, a legacy that lasts. I don't know about you, but I I want to last. I don't want it to be, you know, an overnight sensation or go out on burnout. But when we're walking in step with the Lord, man, we we can do all things, right? With Christ in us and with us. And so may we keep our eyes fixed on him in this new year. I am so grateful for you and so excited for the days to come. So seriously, if you're not subscribed, you better hit that subscribe button and I would love to hear from you. And so please leave us a five-star review and tell us how Faith and Friends has been impacting your journey. And so I love you so much. And don't forget, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important.